Theory and Theology, what's up guys? Today, I want to talk about a movie with Nicolas Cage. It's relatively new. It's called Dream Scenario. This is going to be a big spoiler, so if you have not seen the movie, or if you plan to see the movie, and you don't want me to spoil any of it for you, um, please stop listening, go watch it, then return um i'm gonna add some of my own um psychological and technological related um maybe notes at the end of this so i just watched this movie today um i don't know if it's related to the writer's strike that all all the movies there have been not all but many of the movies i've seen lately have been really weird i was talking to a friend about this that it's been kind of hard to find movies that are kind of positive uplifting funny like there's always there's a lot of dry humor that's kind of got like depressing themes and it's just kind of dark it's like a combo of like dry humor dark kind of thriller mystery um that that seems to be kind of common like a complete combination um just like that movie with um matt damon where they were like getting small that that was kind of the same kind of feel as this one in my opinion um just kind of like it's like it's funny it's a little quirky it's a little uh cringy at times a little awkward but i mean it caught my attention and then again it was like 90 minutes or so long um to me the most interesting piece was at about when there were about 12 minutes left now i didn't see i don't think i saw it from the full credits but um i'll talk about that part so it was like when they were about like Somewhere a little near when there were like about 15 minutes left, maybe 12 minutes left um, around that time mark. Um, I know it was before the 10 minutes left time mark, um, but it was a timestamp. So let's get into it. So the movie starts with um, Nicolas Cage. He's the main character. Um, He's a professor. He's an author. He's trying to launch a publication, um, I believe, about ants in the field of biology or something. And it seems like in his past history, he had done research. And so he has people in his life that are researchers, uh, students. Um, and the, the movie starts out with his daughter saying you know explaining a dream that she had just had about him her dad um so in this movie he has two daughters and a wife for the most part and they all live in this house that's the mother's childhood home and the daughter explains at the beginning of this movie like yeah there was a dream that i had where you dad 
were, you know, something was going on with her and the dad was just kind of passively just like observing or just like there. And then, you know, he goes somewhere like a restaurant or something to kind of like check in at the front desk uh, for a reservation or to meet someone or maybe he was meeting some people for a meeting. I can't remember. But the front desk lady was really like, like, I recognize you from somewhere. And this theme starts coming up that people start, you know, recognizing him in their dreams. And, you know, they're passively, like, they, they recognize him. He asks his class, because it starts growing and growing and growing. Um, and he asks his class of college students you know, how many of you have had a dream about me recently? And a lot of them raised their hand. Not everybody, but a whole lot of them did. And then, you know, he starts asking people, do they want to describe their dreams? The first guy says, you know, there was this, you know, he's walking through this field wearing a tuxedo. There were other people visually wearing tuxedos. They were kind of like looking down and he identified it as, you know, the student identified it as, you know, the people looking down in kind of like fear because there was this large kind of monstrous man tall kind of chasing him like coming that direction so everyone else was kind of like still um and then he's the student starts running in this dream and he you know he's eating this kind of mushroom in the dream and he goes behind this tree where there's other trees around where there's these mushrooms growing off these trees and Nicolas Cage pops up near one of the trees and he's fascinated by the mushrooms and the student's trying to get his attention. Like, I think his name is Dave or something like trying to get his attention. And he kind of, you know, Nicolas Cage acknowledges the student in the dream and then just kind of goes on like kind of a little more interested in the mushrooms. And then the monster kind of catches up with the student and starts like, you know, attacking him you know and then the student wakes up and so there's a lot of dreams that are being mentioned like this like one where there's like alligators or crocodiles or something and this one student is on top of a grand piano like and there's two or three crocodiles kind of like under and she's like up there trying to get away and the um and then Nicolas Cage is kind of like walking past the window looks observes, sees the situation that's going on, that that student is even in danger, it's noticeable, but he does zero about this, he just moves right on along, and keeps walking past, and so he starts getting a little offended, because he was offended even when his daughter had the dream, but now he's a little more offended, and thinking like, okay, like, why are all these people having these dreams about me, and I'm not doing anything, it's just like these passive dreams, and then he comes across some people in this meeting, where they're trying to get him to you know, engage with Sprite and engage with, um, uh, you know, trying to connect with Sprite, basically, the, uh, the, uh, the company, um, and he's kind of interested, um, in you know pitching his book he's more interested in you know talking about you know being the author of a book and like 
this marketing team is not paying any attention to him. They're like, we want you connected with Sprite, hopefully with um, Obama. You know, we want to make, to get you into Obama's dreams because he's like, it's like a it's like a trend now. He's like trending and popular because he's showing up in everybody's dreams. There's a point where some person who's got some kind of definitely some kind of issue going on that was kind of having some kind of they said it was a a psychotic manic episode i don't know you guys know how i feel about psychology when people kind of just like start demonizing i mean i'm not saying that nobody with manic episodes and psychosis is like never dangerous but of course they would have to use that terminology i mean like it 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 it's not that simplistic like unless someone's hearing voices or out of control with their energy or depression or like like severe thoughts and urges to really harm people that they can't control because of the symptoms of mania they're likely not going to be just like showing up in somebody's house breaking in with a knife and like trying to like threaten someone um saying that they want to harm them and stuff like that's not i don't know how common that is i have not come across that super commonly with the people that i worked with in the past and most of them were in and out of hospitals all the time now i can say i haven't worked with so so many people that were in and out of prisons and jails all the time like some but not a lot so i can kind of see how maybe it could be a different a different population because maybe there's a population that does kind of have like this violence aspect connected to them but i just don't like it when people are picking on you know symptoms of mania symptoms of psychosis just because it sounds scary i mean that's not really what it is uh and i noticed that a lot like you'll hear those terms a lot in you know in mainstream culture still when people say manic or maniac or when people say psychotic and things like that like it almost represents danger even though in the psychological world it's not it doesn't really those two words are not synonymous like those terms are not synonymous like psychosis is usually related to what's based in reality so hallucinations um thoughts that are that seem like they're coming from outward or inward that are you know no one else is hearing them it's not necessarily like when people talk to themselves like if i'm gonna make a shopping list or i'm like in the store and i'm like oh, i forgot the coffee or like whatever it's not like that that's not psychosis psychosis is i think i heard someone behind me in the grocery store say hey don't forget the coffee and i turn around and there's nobody there you know or i thought i felt someone tap me on the shoulder and i turn around and no one's there I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, clear like that. It can be more subtle, but psychosis has to do more with your senses and hallucinations. Um, or um, things like catatonia and um, things like that. But it's not, it doesn't mean that, like, someone's going to get a knife and stab somebody. Like, those two things, unless someone's having command voices telling them to do that, meaning a voice that's telling them to do something, and they feel an urge to listen to it and they feel like they are that they need to act on it they're likely not going to be dangerous um and 
I mean, it's not like 110%, but I'm just saying, like, usually if a person's pretty, has, like, symptoms pretty managed, they're usually not going to be just, like, super dangerous. Now, I'm not saying people with psychosis are never dangerous. I'm not saying people with symptoms of mania are never dangerous, but I feel like I've gone enough on a tangent about that. But basically, uh, the person in this movie that, you know, it wasn't a very long portion of the movie, but... For me, it kind of stuck out when they mentioned that. Um, uh, but there is that impulsivity with mania a lot of times. And so it can get dangerous um, when people don't feel like they have full control over their energy or thoughts or actions, behaviors, because, you know, of all the energy that can create like urges and things that they feel like out of control about um sometimes so yeah that kind of stuff starts happening and a little after that you know people start having bad dreams about him nightmares about him uh and the nightmares kind of ramp up now throughout there was a couple there were a couple people that seemed to have dreams that were not him being passive or him being violent there were some dreams like there was one person on that like marketing panel that seemed a little like uh into him like a little like sexual fantasies but that wasn't like a theme for very long and then some people i think had like a like so he kind of got his ego a little bit boosted when he started talking to people that were more interested in him uh not just doing passive things because he at first he's offended that everyone's having all these dreams about him but he like everyone else is like maybe in danger or scared or fearful or needing his help and in the dreams he's not helping any of these people he's just walking by or looking or just like not available to them he's he's there he's present but he's not like addressing anything but they can tell and sense that he notices what's going on he sees what's happening but he does nothing about this and so this theme that theme eventually turns into a theme where he's almost attacking everyone everyone gets like super pissed off about that um and people first start reacting with like you know he notices oh like there's some parties he's not invited to or like people aren't showing up certain places because they know he's going to be there there's a scene where in high school they have all the students together and they're doing cognitive be- they say it's cognitive behavior therapy um it seems kind of like exposure therapy too i don't know i get a little confused when they kind of like mix stuff up and i'm like i'm a little bit foggy in the psych realm cuz i've been out of it for about almost a year now fully yay so um yeah, I might be a little inaccurate, but as as mental health uh, is becoming less and less stigmatized and more and more popular, I do just want to kind of put it out there that, you know, it is worth people's time, probably, if you're interested in mental health, to look things up and see what they actually are. Don't learn exactly from movies, because movies and shows still have these themes that are inaccurate. And the ones that I'm explaining, especially, too, like... Like, how many times do people hear someone say schizophrenia, and when you picture schizophrenia in your mind, it's like, if you think about movies, it's like, 
what was that movie where that guy was like uh climbing up the walls and stuff and like what was i can't remember the name of the freaking movie but it was it was a good one but yeah and if you if you watch most movies that have like some kind of like someone with some kind of psychological issue that's like terrorizing people they always throw in words like psychosis and schizophrenia and like homicidal something and blah, blah like they make stuff up and they make up these weird diagnoses that don't even exist and now I'm kind of noticing they're doing it with therapy treatments too. It's like, oh, so now they're calling this CBT, but is it really CBT? So what they have them do is they're all sitting in a group in a gym and there's an exit door to their left and there's another door, um, set a double door. Well, there's a double door exit door to their left and then there's another door to their uh just directly kind of like in front of them to their like in the left corner and so you know the therapist tells them you know i'm gonna ask you know nicholas cage to come in the door he's just gonna step inside the door and he's not gonna come any closer until that's until somebody says it's okay until everybody's okay with it so he's supposed to just come in, walk a little closer, a little closer, a little closer. And you see the students just sitting there in chairs. They're not really on the bleachers. They're on the on the floor of the gym, all sitting in like those, you know, those classic like school chairs um, without the desk. And so they're just sitting there. Um, and Nicolas Cage is coming up to them slowly. Um, I would, I would consider that, consider that to be like graded exposure therapy. Um, I don't think it usually happens that fast. Like say for example, if someone has a phobia or like a fear of like spiders or something, you know, it would happen maybe over weeks, like where you start at a point where you're like imagining the spiders and like, you're not going to be like the same day, like put your hand in the tank closer and closer and closer and now touch it and now pick it up and like let it walk on your arms and stuff like all in the same day like usually that's going to be a little too intense for anybody so just throwing that out there you know usually if there's some kind of phobia or like fear you know it's um not going to come from that um if you're interested in in it um i think crew fad has uh generalized exposure uh it has uh if you look up crew fad generalized anxiety disorder gad g-a-d this is like some old stuff some old stuff so crew fad g-a-d pdf there's these worksheets that show it and it, it is i i would say it is a type of cbt but the way that she explained it it's not like classic cbt i guess so um you know people use it more for like phobias um because it does focus on cognitions behaviors um actions you know thoughts um but it's not like your classic like abc model uh of like an activating event the behavior and the consequence like what it led the person to do so like yeah i've talked about that before on this on this so if you want, if, if you want to listen to that, there's, there's ex explanations of that type of therapy on here. Um, 
But yeah, so when he's in the gym with them, he starts walking closer a little faster. And then once he gets, I'd say like 15 feet away, he talks and says something along the lines of, oh, like, it's not that, see, it's not that bad or like, you know. And then the students start getting up, you know, and like walking out that, you know, double doors to their left. And so, yeah, they start um, just kind of um, not getting not getting along, basically. Um, and they and he leaves. And there's a point where they write "loser" on his car in bright pink and he's upset about this and then they record him of course on smartphones while he's yelling like who did this and it starts getting to the point where now people are harassing him you know and uh the wife is getting more and more distant she starts to see this other guy a little bit it seems like she's kind of interested in him um and one of the research students that he had, I guess, um, starts to get interested in, um, she starts to get more interested in, um, different kind of work, like, uh, like, uh, writing about, what's it called? It's something that has to do with dreams she kind of writes about this theory that i guess he had been discussing and talking about but she had been putting in work on it so now she's getting popular off of that and he's still wanting to be you know published and but now his reputation is like going completely south because there's people worldwide that are having these negative dreams about him to the point where it's like he can't go to a restaurant to eat without people like harassing him there are a lot of places where he can't go without people harassing him. <clears throat> and then he goes into the school play where his daughter is. And he they already met with him to say that he's not allowed to go. And it's all because people would be uncomfortable because they're all dreaming about him uh, negatively. Um, and so I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about every single detail, but basically the part that interested me the most was um, when at about that somewhere a little after when there's like 15 minutes left, if you're counting down from about 15 minutes left to the credits, um, you know, uh, things start getting a little more resolved and they start this pitch about like when there's about 14 minutes or so left that they start marketing this device that's like a wristband for dreams it can control your dreams more and you know um like after that incident with the like when he goes into the school play he actually does show up and one of the staff you know is trying to hold the door and he's trying to open the door and her hand gets kind of cut and you can see some blood and she starts walking, you know, away, like towards the stage, like, Oh, like he's attacking me. Like, Oh, you know, and he's like, it's an accident. It was an accident. Cause it was an accident, but you know, at this point, everyone's so afraid of him and he wasn't supposed to be there anyways. 
and then some guys take him down so at that point everyone kind of stops having those bad dreams but then after that they start marketing this device that people can put on their wrist and they're like laying there and they can kind of control their own dreams uh they say it's like nightmare proof and there's advertising in it that that was the part that for me okay so when you think of psycho psychology you think of tech and then you think of just like the modern world it's like of course they're gonna put freaking ads in it so it's like you have somebody advertising some keto supplement and then someone else advertising some other kind of thing like in the middle of your dream you know but then you also have more control of like some like this one guy gives an example that there's some boy in korea dreaming of him and i guess you have control over who's going to dream of you or what is like what type of dreams like you have more control over your dreams um that was probably the most interesting part to me because i was like oh that's kind of weird they made it like a little ad that's almost like people are kind of cozy it's more like gen zers kind of cozy like sitting up on a couch like chatting about their you know like reviewing and talking about their experiences and kind of like how it's integrated with like social media and all this kind of stuff and i was like oh my gosh um, but it was that part to me was really strange but um it just kind of makes me think because it's like when you think about this kind of stuff it's like we're not so far from people like it's really hard to see um you know that we're not too far from a lot of the things that we get um that get recommended to us like we're not too far from them like we're a little far from them but we're not really that far from them it's like you know i could see this happening i could see us having some kind of dream related um thing that we kind of have access to um that's a device i mean i feel like it's a little bit like at this point in time at this very point in time as i'm saying this it still is a little bit debatable with the you know ethics of it all you know there is kind of that ethical debate is then especially if you're getting something that you know oh, it's gonna have ads in it and like there's some other aspect of someone else controlling it like i feel like anytime they take something that's like a it's like a um uh how do i say this like a therapeutic tool like say for example for people with maybe ptsd or something and how i was talking about like exposure therapy and how you can get slowly exposed and more comfortable to something they have these simulations now that are pretty realistic that people can do like a type of graded exposure therapy by participating and using kind of like virtual reality um if you think of like vr but like tailored towards uh, an experience to like decrease fear um but it's not like they're marketing all kinds of ads in there and they're not like controlling you and stuff like but i feel like if it started becoming some corporate thing and no longer like a therapeutic tool like if we had something that was 
like this bracelet that helps people to kind of like have good dreams, control their dreams. Okay. But then the second you start having advertisements in it and it's like other people being able to like program something else that's going to be happening while you're sleeping, that's where it starts getting a little bit more like what is going on. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, it's, it's an interesting movie, interesting topic. Um, it kind of fits the theme of things that interest me. Um, I'm pretty sure others are pretty interested in it too. Um, I'm curious to know other people's perspectives because I've never talked to anybody about it yet, but, um, I've asked some of my, some of my close, uh, psych friends what they think. So I'm, I'm really curious to hear what they actually have to say about it. But, um, I guess that's it for now, but, um, hopefully this is interesting. Uh, hopefully I didn't spoil the movie for people. I've tried to warn you about the spoiler alert, but yeah, if you want to see the movie and you haven't seen the movie, check it out. I didn't spoil everything. Uh, I did spoil most of the major parts. There are some little twists that I didn't really talk about. So, uh, yeah. So with that, thanks for listening.